יופי. דף פ"ח, פרק ז', הכשרת האברכים. What we've been learning the last few days has been, uh, the last few weeks has been quite startling because it's such a description of the inside story of Yitziat Mitzrayim. The Rebbe was describing to us, mamash pratim, that the Torah doesn't tell us about what happens to a person, what, what, what was going on in the typical household of leaving, leaving Mitzrayim. So we're going to learn a little bit today about more of what was happening in the neshama of a yid while he was experiencing Yitzhak Mitzrayim. The last, last year we did was really, really out there regarding the children figuring out if they should believe their parents or not. If they should believe, <coughs> if, if they should let their parents get too excited that something, that some kind of geula is going to happen. And he described a child coming to the mother and saying, listen, do you remember? Why should I believe Hashem's going to do anything good right now? My friend was stuck into a, a wall, a brick of walls. I saw him get killed. An Egyptian took him. Said, why, why should I think anything should be different right now? And the back and forth between the mother and the child talking about emuna and what it means to have emuna, even when everything seems, and everything from the past has shown us that it never works, really something else. Mamash mashuachen. Crazy thing about this is it happened to us last time. This was not written during. This is not. This is before World War II. But he's describing the questions that any normal person would have during 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 the Shoah as well. Mamash, we saw this last week. We saw this last time. We learned as well. So look at the begin. The, this paragraph on Pechet. Od hera parol leharalis. Do I have the same edition as you? Od pa- yeah yeah. Od hera parol leharal Israel ulemaret chayim. ושוב גזירה רעה חדשה גזר, תבן לא יינתן להם. ברו comes back with another decree, and this time he says, תבן uh, won't be given to them. That straw. straw. Now, when does this happen? When does, he, when does he make this new decree? After Moshe came to him the last time. This is after, they got ex- after Jews got excited. That's the point. Oh, uh-huh. After they got excited, that, wait a second, this could be the beginning of, of this next chapter in life. And back to being, you know, very, very in agony and, and complaining and trying to figure out what's going on over here. Yidin are getting hit. The evil one is continuing and no one knows if that the Geula has actually begun. But has it begun? You know, how's it, like, people tell us, look, the geula began already, right? Like, well, I'm, st- I'm still going to funerals of Yidin being killed by, 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 by terrorists. So has it begun or hasn't it begun? It's such a deep question. It's such a difficult question. And the story continues. Okay, Hashem comes back. Paro gets patched again really badly of these afflictions. Continue to believe in Hashem, to come close. Pesach is about to come. So where are they now? They, they're witnessing something crazy. They got really excited after 210 years of never being excited over anything. Things got worse again. But now things seem to be again that the miracles are coming down. Now the miracles are coming down, and Pesach, mm-hmm. about, Pesach night's about to happen. And they're not slaves either at this point. I mean, they're not working. At this point, they're not nachon, the, the, the daily servant nachon, that stuff. Yeah. 
Wait, like he said over here, Hen Odam Bemitzrayim, Avalo Avadim Velo Shivri Ruachim, but they're not broken. Et Pischehem Ochlim, they're eating their Korban Pesach now, Naalehem Belaglehem, they got their shoes on, Maklosem Beyedem, Achenli Gael, they got their sticks ready, their staff ready, they're ready to be redeemed. Ukvar Omrim Halel, they're already saying Halel, this is, they're still in Egypt, they didn't leave yet, but they, this is the state that they were in. Whoever believed this would have happened. Now they haven't left Mitzrayim yet, but they're already in this state of mind. And from all the windows of Am Yisrael, the singing is bursting through the seams. Hodu Lashem Kitov Kidolam Chazdo. Upitom. And suddenly a really, really bitter, loud sound starts booming beneath the windows of Am Yisrael. Mikan Moshe, Mikan Aaron. Who's Moshe? Who's, who here is Aaron? Tzu, tzu. Get out, get out, come out. Ha'iladim Mommy, Daddy, again, is this going to happen again that the Egyptians coming to, to tell us get out to work? I mean, our Rebbe Moshe and his brother Aaron already promised us that tonight we're being redeemed. What does this mean? Why are they coming? Why are they coming to? Why is the Egyptian evil Egyptian coming and knocking on the door right now? Who are they looking for, and why are they looking for them? Alti yiladim. Don't be scared, my children. Because of him, this person that's coming here right now, he brought such pachad on the whole world. By a blink of an eye, rivers of Jewish blood was spilled. Crazy, huh? They're coming here now. These people that a second ago were the strongest, by a blink of an eye, they would have rivers of Jewish blood. These same people are coming now to beg for forgiveness. I wish. I wish. No. Mercy. Yes. Yeah, and tell them, get out of here now, because this is, this is you know, they're telling us. <laughs> Basically, people that had us for 210 years as slaves and made it impossible, they're now saying, you guys need to get out of here. Now. Reuna yeladai, reuna at maaseh Hashem kiravu, look how big Hashem is. Look at this v'na'afochu that's happening right now. The children can't hold back anymore. They're jumping around, they're clapping their hands, they're dancing and they're singing with such pure voices. The parents are helping them, clapping. How could we praise you? Such a praiseworthy king. And what will we bless you with? 
כל אנשי הבית כבר מרקדים, ומבית לבית שבט ישראל לשבט. וכל ישראל מרננים, וכולם יחב מרקדים שם בארץ מצרים. Imagine, house to house, tribe to tribe, the party is on, the festival is on. You know, we, we, we read the Pesukim of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and we just know, okay, so now they got out. He's giving us the inside story of all these things we never think about. You know, we don't think about this when we're learning, mm-hmm. when we're learning, you know, these parashiyas. Or we, even when we're doing Leo Seder, we don't really go this advanced in, in illustration. וכל ישראל מרנים וכל מיני אוכלים מרקדים שם בארץ מצרים בלהוט מוות ואבדון זעקת שבר והיללת פתנים וכאן בארץ גושן עולה ישועה ושמחה שילה זמלה להשם. It's amazing, the Egypt, the darkest place in the world with such darkness in ארץ גושן where the Yidden were, were now experiencing something else they were in, as, as if in their own reality, in their own bubble. ומלאכי מעלה שמחים עמהם And the angels of above are, are happy with them. And God is happy with them. And from this place of such exalted happiness, from this place, the Yom Yisrael leaves Mitzrayim. Mm-hmm. Now he says here something very interesting. Lo halicha mimitzrayim. רק מקידה משם הייתה. רקידה. רקידה. They weren't walking out of Egypt. They danced, you know, Reb Shlomo says that. It says, ויאמר אלוקים יהי אור, ויאמר אלוקים. He says, everyone thinks that means God spoke the creation into being. It's not. The Midrash says he sang. God sang the creation into being. Really? Wow. So the Yidin didn't walk out of Mitzrayim. According yeah. to the way he's saying it, they danced out of Egypt. It changes, huh? It changes. It's amazing. Dance out of Egypt, you know? They didn't walk out, they danced out. Mm. I'll tell you a good story. Chavad, my brother, listen to this. One, one Shal Shuddis in the Moshav, Reb Shlomo was, had a, his best friend came for Shabbos. It was his grandfather. And they, and he was going, and he, and they kept Shabbos always, like I have a lot, a lot of tapes of Shal Shuddis because it was already not Shabbos and the Chavar would come wow. and bring tape recorders and Shal Shuddis, like I, like, since like two, three hours of Shal Shuddis. Wow. But, but they already took out Shabbos, it's, it's mutar. Yeah. But one of the times, so his grandfather had to catch a flight. It was Motzei Shabbos, and he had to catch a flight. But they were all in Shabbos still. So the whole, th- look, imagine this, okay? The Moshe, it was before I was born, it was 1978, 77, like the first few years of Moshe. So the whole Moshe walked his grandfather to the gate of the Moshe. His grandfather or Rip Shlomo's grandfather? No, his grandfather really? was very, very close to Reb Shlomo. Yeah. Wow. So they, they left the Moshev and he, and he wrote a nigun. Yeah. While they were dancing him out to the... Yeah, and, and the whole world knows this nigun. Now, I could tell you... I could, I could have told you like... What, why am I telling you this story? I could have told you like this. They escorted him to the gate. Now that's true. Or, or you, give, you give the tochen, you give the ekshir, and now that story, it's a whole seret, it's a whole movie in, your, in, in, in our minds, right? And I feel like that's what he's doing here with saying even a, pas, even a thing like, okay, we left Egypt, but how? Singing and dancing. Dancing. So that does something to my whole understanding 
It's an ev to the whole, my whole understanding of Yitzhiya's Mitzvah. That's Hashem. You know this name. Yeah. But if you didn't spend the time imagining the suffering and the dancing with them, like, oh, that's cute. No, no, they wouldn't have even danced. Right. The pain you go through, the reward of what you get will be felt so much stronger. Uh-huh. Wow. Such a, such a beautiful thing. <laughs> the tribes are all together. Moshe, Rabbeinu, Aaron, Akoyen, singing Halal, B'Tseis Yisrael, Mitzrayim. Now we understand. Now it's now it's it's like yeah you should sing halal, you should sing those words why because they were singing those words they were dancing those words when they left. They're shaking the world. And the the dome of the of the sky is as if it's. Rising, it's bopping off. It's off, right? Now the nations of the world are sitting around, and they're asking themselves, Who here is El is coming ascending from the desert? Mitrapeket. What does he say there, David? Who is this who rises from the desert, leaning upon her beloved? Her beloved. Mia machaner okedet shama. What is this camp dancing on such fire and the fire of their singing, the, all of them is, is, is going up. This is godliness. This is the song of the angels, of the, uh, the governing angels of, 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 of the heavens singing to God. They got it wrong, the nations of the world. It wasn't angels of the heavens. It was it was the mob squad. It was the it was the squad here that's right here that lives here on the face of the earth. Bnei Israel did this. When they had so much tzaros in Mitzrayim, who shchar mishchor ta'aram. When they had so much tzaras in Mitzrayim, and how does he say there? Hushchar? When their appearance was blackened. When their appearance? Yeah, and their appearance was blackened. Was blackened. As gamsham aviem, Hashem aviem umalkam, gamshmam veatzmutam kasu venistaru. The all of them, their name, their essence, their being, everything about them has already been completely covered and concealed. They didn't even remember who they were. No one remembered who they were. But now that Hashem has redeemed them, as Shem Hashem Gamshman, their names, the name of God, Shem Banavu Bnei Israel 
the name of their children also appeared. What he's saying over here is that, like you see on the side, you have it by you also, and he gives a little synopsis. You see, when, when, when Am Yisrael are redeemed, when there's a big, big Geula for Am Yisrael, it's not just that things start being better for Jewish people. The name of Hashem becomes bigger in the world, and that's the point of the whole thing as well. The name of God becomes bigger. Every time there's a shtikl Yeshua for a Yid, for a Jew, Hashem's name gets bigger. So when I say the word lemancha, right? Lemancha elekeinu. Hashem, do this for you. What am I basically saying? When I say it, like for instance, we say, Zochreinu lechaim, melech hafetz b'chaim, lekotveinu b'sefer achaim. Then, what's the next word? Lemancha elekeinchaim. Roshanim Kippur, I'm begging, I should give me life, give me life, give me life. Write me in the book of life. But the, the, the bottom line is, why should you write me in the book of life? It's you. It's, it's, if, if my life is better, we win. <laughs> you know? We win. And then, then your name gets bigger in the world, which is, which is your Ratzon. But the whole world knows it's you. You know, that it's you. And uh, I, I wonder, like now I'm thinking about this, if the Jews in Mitzrayim were thinking about that concept of like, what happened to your name, Hashem? I don't know yet, based on everything we learned. I can't. Well, unfortunately, so many didn't come out. Majority. I'm saying, I know. the Kavanas were... I don't know. I don't know, but I'm thinking about it over here, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about those that... that even those that did. Forget the ones that didn't. Ones that didn't is a big mystery. According to Jack... He said it's not true. He had a whole, oh, yeah. yeah, he gave a whole sheer on it. Oh, Jack Goldberg, all of a sudden, he said. He, Who is he? Jack was a pillar of our chevra. He passed mm-hmm. away about four or five years ago. Three or four three years ago. Yeah. Was he a young man? Years ago. No, no, no. Oh. no. Jack, Jack was, uh, yes, he was a young man in his 70s. Uh, Can I How old was Jack? Like late 70s. I think actually early. He's actually in the 80s. Yeah, Jack wow. was a very special guy. <coughs> he, he had a youthful heart, but he was like 80. Youthful heart, and yeah. he, he had a lot of... Does he have kids that are still here? Yeah. Here? Yeah. No. In the, in the front? Yeah. Who lives, in, who lives there? Mia and, and, and the twins. Oh, oh of yeah. course. I'm thinking about his older kids. Of yeah. course. He had oh. twin. Yeah. Really? But he had four kids from a previous marriage. Oh. One of them married a friend of... Tov, Tov lived. One of them married a friend of us in the Moshav, Tov lived Richmond. Wow. Anyway, his, he had so many Torahs. He had so like, many Torahs, this guy. Really? Wow. Amazing. David, you didn't know him, did you? Mm-hmm. You never met him in the trips? He was a vet. Did you tell Of course. Falcon. The Falcon. <laughs> and Jack gave a whole, one, one year, he gave a whole, because one, one year Shabbos, I go to the Jerusha was, um, if you know, today, if you'd see us, we happened again, would four-fifths still stay behind? So it was a very, you know, a lot of chavah that just made Aliyah said, well, how many Yidin are still in, you know, still in Chutzlar? But he came up to me afterwards and he said, it's a whole thing, he doesn't, he doesn't think it could be. But even those that stayed, for sure we know that, that some stayed. How many exactly, we don't, we don't understand. But even those that left, I'm saying, when they, when they were actually leaving, were they thinking more about Shem Hashem? Or were they just not even in that headspace, just like, we can't even believe that we're going to be you know, for a picture, free people, yeah. you know? 
But that's in our own tzarat, in our own, in our own pain. Can we honestly look at Hashem and saying, I know that when I'm davening for my own Yeshua, I'm really doing it also. It's like your name becomes bigger in the world. Can we really, like, really daven like that, you know? That's a big level. That's a high level. It's a high level. But it's also the truth, though. Yeah. It's the emes la'amito. The emes, it's impossible to daven like that. The emes la'amito, it's the, it's the result. It's actually, it could be the antidote to all the anxiety that we have. If you just put that aside, it's all about just to go that way, that kavana, to bring that down. Then it's right. be very, very comforting. But the Yitzhahara comes to our mind and says, ah, don't try to be down. such a tzaddik right now. You're not going to daven like just shut up and say You're talking about shame Hashem becoming bigger so you get out of debt? Please. And when, you, and when you weren't in debt, you were thinking about shame Hashem, you know? When things were smooth, you were actually thinking about God's name being bigger in the world. You know, and the, and the Yitzhara is so convincing. Oh my God. Clever. The cleverest maneuver in the world. Yep. He has you wrapped around this thing that you could never really want something yeah. pure. There's always an ulterior motive. He has you wrapped around. That's why I'm going to, whatever, I'm just continuing what the PSS opened up for us with the mind tricks and everything. Not mind tricks, but the expansiveness of, of illustration and visualization and wondering, did any Jew during that we described right now Ever stop and say, God, if you're the God of the world, why would you do this to yourself and have your children that you promised you're going to give them, why would they suffer so much, right? So it's a very, it's a very painful thing. That's why the children ask it naturally, right? Because they don't have that extra level of mind holding up even ask this question. Right? That's what we learned last time. On Monday, the children are just pushed. They say, wait a second, this doesn't, yeah. how could this be? So look how this, what, this, was, this whole Perek Kimat has been just this thing. Look how we're ending the Perek, Baruch Hashem. That last par- the last paragraph. Hineni mekavel Hashem. I pray to Hashem. Sheata, achar sheavarta b'chur v'avrech. He's talking to us, right? Now that you've gone over al machshavot kegon elu, this type of thinking, this type of filling in the blanks, the stories that you already know, You'll already see the tremendous advantage and the tremendous help that that you could get by just learning Torah like this. You know, Shavuos coming up, right? We could, yalla, fill in the, do it with Shavuos. Go and learn a few of the Midrashim. That's all you got to do. Learn a few Midrashim about other things conversations and things that were happening at the time that Moshe Rabbeinu went up, Matan Torah, there's plenty of illustrations for you over there. Sing voices, all crazy stuff, right? Fill in the, start learning, like, learn Torah like this and you'll see the story becomes so, so alive for you. And if in the beginning you're saying, come on, doing this, what, what, what do I get from such a thing? This kind of like learning of, of all these details and everything. I'm sure you don't have that question anymore. He's saying, I'm sure the person you're meeting at the end of Perek Zion is a different person than you had at the beginning of Perek Zion. Because the beginning of Perek Zion, the Rebbe is trying to tell you, use your imagination, strengthen your thoughts, lengthen your thoughts. And you're sitting there saying, what good would this do? What do I need to do this for my Avodah Hashem? 
And then the Rebbe, without telling us, he's saying, I know you're, you're, you're a cynical son of a gun. I'm going to take you right now on a journey without even telling you I'm taking you on a journey and give you five pages of descriptions of what was happening in Jewish households during Yetzirah Mitzrayim. Now you tell me, you weren't moved by, by going into the inside story here? Of course you were. And it's as if you took a broom while you're going through this and you swept away any mundane thoughts that don't really have place. And only with real feelings of holiness and passion to Hashem, you fill your heart with this. And then he ends off by saying, what more could we ask for than having an experience of filling our mind with holy thoughts that last longer than just, you know, the next thing? What more could we ask for? Think about it. What more do you want? So like a few, for a few seconds, the Yitzhahara is like, you know what? I'm not even going to try to mess with you. I see you're too powerful. I see. I see. Baruch Hashem. The Rebbe says, What's more valuable than a few moments of taking this chatterbox that drives us meshuga, sinking it into a mikvah of Da'as Torah, an expansion of details of its Yosem Mitzrayim. What's more precious? And, and. There's nothing greater. There's nothing greater in the world. Extraordinary that, and deep that he did, wrote this before the war. Crazy. Meaning a prepping. Prepping, yeah. Crazy. Crazy. The Talmidim and the, the Balabat of them. It's crazy, mamash crazy. If you would have said he wrote this in 1939, you'd be like, yeah, of course, of course he did, of course he did. Yeah. Wow, look at this. Right on time, Perek which will be starting Beis Hashem on Monday, right speaks about the whole Indian of his uh, year. Kabbalah Now that we're going to get the Torah, Beis Hashem again this Thursday night slash Friday morning. Hopefully, it's with the newfound eyes and experience of what it means to learn and to talk about the Torah again. Michadash, Ashreinu shezachinu. All right, shukayach, everyone. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful.